well, this is this is this is weird. This is so so weird, Rod. Yes, Rod. Have you noticed the room's a bit empty at the moment? I have. We're missing Fredo and we're missing Tugs. So it's it's me. Okay. It's my solo career has begun. <laughs> I'll stay quiet. <laughs> yeah. Look. Um. Both of them are indisposed, and I thought, oh, what the fuck, I'm in Sydney anyway, might as well go and do a show without them and see how we go. So Tugs is either in Perth or in jail, or both, <laughs> um, and Fredo is indisposed, so I don't know. And this may well be the worst show we've ever done, but it's a show. Could be the best. Huh? It could be the best, I doubt it. <laughs> so this is the bit where you put the music in, and then I do the intro that Fredo normally does. Hello everyone, oh, shit that sounds all, hello everyone and welcome to MotoPG. This is our foreplay show when we include the tongue. The season has not started yet, but we have had the Sepang tests, so we need to add tongue to the foreplay and tell you about that. So, as far as I know, Tugs is in Perth or in jail, and I'm not sure which, I rang him and said we have a show to do tomorrow and he said he can't make it. I said to him, the only excuse for not making a show is death or jail. He said he's in Perth, which better mean he's in Casuarina Prison on Orton Road and he better be fighting control of the prison or he's going to be killed and eaten because jail is tough. Fredo, on the other hand, well, he was going to be here, but something has happened and he's not here. So you got me, bitches. You've also got more than me. You've got a special, special guest. And really the only man to speak to after the Sepang test because he was there on the ground. And that's the Dirty Badger and he'll be joining us in the fullness of time. So, what has happened, Rod? You don't know. No. No, so I'm going to tell you. I will soon. You will soon. So this is what's happened. Quite a bit and not very much at all, all at the same time. It's like the first time you go on an actual date and she lets you feel her chumla through her underpants then pushes your hand away and tells you to take her home. And there was lots of whinging, so exactly like the first time you tried to grab the trumler and failed, right? It would appear, ladies and gentlemen, that Mark Marquez is not fucking happy. The core of his unhappiness is infected engineers. The person infecting these engineers is his new technical manager, Ken the Killer Kawauchi, formerly of Suzuki. So this is what Mark had to say when he tried to articulate his unhappiness. He said, I am happier about my physical condition than the bike, but don't infect engineers with ideas that I was not asking. That's Mark Marquez speak for stop fucking telling the engineers shit that I don't want to know about, that I didn't bring up. Stop making this shit up. So... A new technical manager arrived at HRC, says Mark, and he wants to understand many things about concept, which means why the fuck is HRC not winning races? So Mark went on to say, I don't know why, but they want to know. They have their reasons, and Mark said, I'm not asking, I'm just writing, which is what he's paid to do. But Mark went on to say, this makes life very difficult for a rider at a test. The person in Honda with most experience is me. That's Mark stating the obvious. So they choose me to try all these experimental things. The bike balance was different. It was much more physical. But I hope it was useful for them. All right. So 
the whole point about not infecting the engineers with your ideas about chassis and all these things. So Mark is completely not happy. So what's going to happen from there? We just don't fucking know. Physically, he feels good, and that's for him the most important thing. And, you know, he wants to be faster, and he wants to be faster all the time. But in the past two years, he says this was not this was not possible because his physical condition was not good. We all know that, and we, we you know, I'm still of the view that he's not made it to peak physical condition yet. But he, you know, there's lots of fucking shit on Instagram and TikTok lifting weights and all that shit. So he started the Sepang test with four bikes, and then the next day we'd whittled it down to three bikes, and the day before yesterday he had two bikes, and in the afternoon of the last day, one bike, and he decided that this is the bike. But this is important. This is what he said. He said, this is not the bike I need to win the championship. It needs to go another step. And he doesn't know how. He's got problems. They've acknowledged they've got problems. Ken Kawauchi has got his fucking work cut out for him. That's for fucking sure. But they don't know. And Mark doesn't know. And it all looks a bit like shit, Rod. And, you know, to go further on this unhappy thing, Fabulous is also not happy. In fact, he's more unhappy than Mark. And in fact, he called this whole Sepang test a disaster. In the special Patreon show we did last week, we explained that Yamaha had placed a donkey penis rather than a camshaft into its new engine by mistake. Then it apologised a lot and swore it wouldn't happen again. But it looks like the donkey penis has once again made it in, into the Yamaha engines. And the donkey penis does not like it when Fabio puts new tyres on his bike. It is a strange and tricksy donkey penis in that way. So what was Fabulous on about? He said, it's a disaster. And then he sort of backpedaled a bit and said, well, mixed feelings. I'm pretty happy, of course, about the top speed, which he had again. And it's something he's been asking for for a long time. So he also said, we had many things to try. And again, I'm pretty happy because this is what we asked for, to test many parts. Today was great in some areas. And with old tyres, I'm feeling super happy. With almost 22 laps in the tyre, I made two minutes flat. Then we put on a new tyre, and it's a nightmare. So, the donkey penis in the engine doesn't like new tyres. Stands to reason. So, he doesn't know what's happening, and he's losing traction everywhere, and he has no grip, and blah, blah, blah. So, that's the biggest question mark for Fabulous. He's fucking pissed, and Yamaha, I think, will be apologising once again very shortly. But... You know, he says, he also said, I feel like every year we've been dropping so much in qualifying performance, and qualifying is the most important thing right now. And then there'll be the sprint races also. So Fabio's preparing for that. And I think the sprint races are going to be a nightmare for him because he's not a sprint racer. He never has been. So you know what's happening. This sprint race thing, has it changed the entire dynamic of MotoGP? Totally. Right. Totally. It's completely. For the better? Well, we. Yes, as a spectacle, yes. As a thing where there's only one special race on Sunday and everyone prepares for that and preps for that, Mm -hmm. it's changed everything. Um, How that's all going to play out, fuck no one knows. You know, but we're going to have, I think, 42 or 44 races this year, including those horrible little 10 lap sprint races. And some races will be really good at them. Like, I know Jack's looking forward to it. I know Mark Marquez is looking forward to it because they start strong and they go very fast, very early on in the piece. Whereas Fabio, 
he's like a slow burn, you know. He likes lots of foreplay instead of <laughs> straight into the maker's plate, right? right? So I got a list of the combined times from the, from the weekend, which, which make for very interesting reading. Who knew that Luca Marini in a bikini was the fastest motherfucker on the planet? These are their combined times. So the top 14 are separated by one second. Now, the top three, Luca Marini, Pekka Bagnaya, the current champion, and fucking Maverick Vinales. You know, the one with the mental with issue. The mental issue. <laughs> yeah. So he's the, like the third fastest. He's, you know, fucking scant, tenth, scant hundreds of a second behind Luca Marini and Francesco Bagnaya. The fourth fastest, fucking the beast. Get the fuck. The beast is coming. The beast is here. Jorge Martin, straight after the beast, fifth fastest. Of course, these are combined times. So this gives you a, a, a sort of overview of what happened on the weekend. Now, Alicia Spargaro, the captain, was sixth fastest. Fabio Di Giantonio, then Bezecchi, then Alex Marquez, and Mark Marquez. Is that a typo? Shouldn't no. That be, shouldn't that be the other way around? <laughs> this is the, I told you Mark's not fucking happy. So what can be gleaned from this? What predictions can be made? What omens, as one massive cock blanket called them, are we seeing? In a word, fucking fuck nothing. It's testing. There are no omens. Nothing is written. Some are happy. Some are not happy. Probably all of them are lying to some degree because the head games start very early in the season. But what we know is this. Luca Marini, we masturbating like a crazy man until the season begins. He was hugely impressive. He likes the Ducati, as does Bezecchi, though he's not happy with Michelin. And Marini reckons the Saturday sprint races are his bitch. He can't wait for them. Pecco was unhappy, as we said, until some computer changes made him happier. The bike was sliding around and wheeling, then someone pressed a few buttons and Pecco stopped crying. But he will cry again very soon because his teammate, the Beast, is foxing like a thousand bastards. He was fast as fuck, but telling everyone who'd listen, he was not confident in the rear tyre. No one believed him. Pecco wanted to believe him, but he knew the beast was lying. That's fucking testing. That's, that's what it's about. Everyone's fucking with everyone's head. It's just magnificent. So the captain, the captain was full of moaning. He actually said he'd rather be at home watching Netflix. He fucking did. I can't fucking believe this. He actually said he'd rather be home watching Netflix after crashing out in the wet. He finished the weekend sixth overall, and he may well make a play for it when the season starts, but no one is predicting he'll take the championship this year or ever. It's fuck. His teammate Maverick, well, he already feels that he's the 2023 champion. And he was the third fastest on cumulative time. So the prediction is the greatest bromance of all time will end before race five this year. Right? Maverick will be Aprilia's number one rider for sure. He has already told everyone he will be fast. I will be fast, he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Zarko. Now, Zarko was horrified by the other races. It's like no one took any time off over the break, he said. Usually... The racers spend the winter break relaxing. But um, that's not what happened this year. So while Zarko spent the winter, you know, insulating his dumpster, training the rats not to bite him when he slept, and trying to work out which Fernandez was which, the other riders trained. 
So his teammate, Jorge Martin, looked like he was starving to death when I saw him on TV. He looked so fucking hungry, all sunken-cheeked and shit. But the hunger must have made him fast. He was consistently strong through the testing, even though he had had an oopsie and hurt his hand and didn't do the time attack, which happened at the end of the testing weekend. He was pretty cocksure. Jack, Jack told everyone he'd hit a wall, but not a real wall, just a bike-thick wall on his KDM. He also had a crash when he fitted soft tyres to his caddy and he's trying to understand what's what. Obviously, he's got to wrap his head around his new bike. But he says that he sees huge potential. And he was only a few hundreds behind his teammate, Brad Binder. All right, so ah, now we come to Paul, Paul Espagaro. He has remained a massive veined knob and he tried to kill Pecco. <laughs> Pecco was on an outlap and Pole sailed into him. They both waved their handbags at each other. Then Pole went back to his pit so stern Austrians could put him to the question and tell him to stop riding like a prick. Good luck with that, stern Austrians. Fucking Pole. And Ralph Fernandez was faster than him, which is fucking doesn't surprise me at all. The other Fernandez was not faster than anyone except Callum Brattle, but that is to be expected. He's new at this. Alex Marquez was the big surprise. He feels like he has been reborn and loves his new bike. It has no weak points, he said. Fuck, he's full of shit. (laughs) And maybe it doesn't because he was faster than his brother, but he's still fucking full of shit, right? And no, I cannot forgive him for running into Jack (laughs) at fucking Phillip Island. I never forgive him for that. Fuck him. That was a horrible fucking thing. Right, so, fuck. um, Digigentonio. He was also proper quick. But Mir and Rind were not feeling it. Mir is whining like a fucking smoke alarm about his HRC. Surprise, surprise. No shit. And Rind is struggling to come to grips with the LCR Honda. It's possible Rind will come to terms with his faster than Mir will come to terms with his Honda. But guess where the pressure is? It's fucking... You know, when Mir put on those Repsol leathers, that's the dream. Every Spanish boy lies awake at night... If he, and he's in a he's masturbating over putting Repsol leathers on. But they all want to do it, right? They all want to be the next Repsol rider. And he's got Ken there, right? Ken Kawauchi, his former, the guy who helped, allegedly helped him to get that world championship. But, you know, fuck. Is there more to it than that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the fucking Honda's unrideable. Right. That fucking Honda's unrideable. Right? Marquez has come out and just said, it's still fucking shit. Fucking, I'm not happy. The engineers are all fucking pricks. I am paraphrasing him, of course, but that's what he said, right? So that's where the pressure is. The pressure is on me rather than Rins. And Rins, I think, is 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 a better and faster rider than, than, than Juan. So, Tucker, that's the other Honda, right? Tucker had a shit weekend and was probably amazed his new team. I mean, he was fucking so slow. Tucker was, in fact, well, look at the timesheets, he was 21st. Fuck me. I mean, the only person he beat was the new Fernandez, Augusto, Cal Crutchlock, and Stefan Brattle, the two test riders. So, Tucker had a fucking terrifying weekend. And he's, you know, wondering why no one will put him out of his misery and give his ride to a guru like it was meant to happen. I mean, Tucker was motherless, motherless last, you know, in real terms. Sister Ruta was also struggling to understand his new Aprilia. Raslin wants to beat him with a fucking chair. So that's pretty much what I gleaned from the testing. Now, 
hang on, I have to stop because MK, the Dirty Badger, has made himself available on Zoom. You'll notice that the fucking room is empty, brother, because I'm the only one here. The other two have gone AWOL. So it's you and me and Rod. Oh, hell. <laughs> okay, this is going to be exciting. It is going to be exciting. It's you and me. It's lovely to see you, by the way, and thank you so, so much for your Facebook updates. Um, ah. You were at Sepang. You were on the ground, and it was great to see to have your input. So I'm sitting here, and I've got the cumulate, cumulative times. So let's start off by you telling me what your general overview was. And I would like to point out, and I keep saying this, and I've said this before, that this is testing. It means nothing, and it means everything at the same time. Yes, this is true. Um, okay. Overall, first impression I got was... Uh, these are the 2023 bikes, except for the satellite teams. They're still using uh, some of last year's gear. Yep. Uh, but all the factory teams are running 2023 bikes. They the, the riders are trying to come to grips with the new setups, the new whatevers they have. Yep. And uh, I noticed aerodynamics is... Uh, playing a very much bigger part. Yes, I noticed that too. There was a whole bunch of new stuff appearing everywhere. Aprilia had some really interesting body work going on there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh, Alex, uh, uh, he he had a lot to say about that during the uh, press conference, you know, and he's he's like saying, yes, they've got one set up for top speed. They've got one set up for corner speed. They've got one setup for medium corner speeds. You know, they've got all sorts of things yep. coming out. And uh, the gist of it I got was, okay, this is, let's put everything on and we'll go, we're going to see what's, uh, what's working, what's not working. And uh, they're going to go to Portimao to refine the formula. Yep. Yeah, because Sepang, Sepang's a, a, a strange beast of a track. Um, a, it rained some of the time. It was wet and humid and dry and, and, and not dry and wet. And it, it throws up a lot of um, interesting results. Correct. So, um, you know, I don't know how much you can read into it. I mean, you know, looking at the timesheet, you think, Jesus Christ, fucking Luca Marini, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, right? And then... You know, not surprisingly, Peko Bagnair is second fastest, and fucking Maverick Vinales. Who oh, I've got an interesting story about Vinales. Yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, it's like this. Um, this is the first year Aprilia's, Aprilia's running a uh, satellite team. Yes. First time ever for yeah, that. Yeah, RNF, yep. RNF. Um, and uh, Razlan allowed me almost unfettered access to That's his part of the team. Fantastic. Uh, what was surprising was there was no division between RNF and the Aprilia factory team. They actually had no barriers between the two teams. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So effectively, effectively, they were sharing two pits. Okay. And I saw with my own eyes Massimo walking over from the Aprilia factory pit to Maverick's bike, getting down on his knees and fiddling with the bike. <laughs> Now, when was the last time you saw that the 
the the race manager do that. You know, you wouldn't see no. Lin Jarvis do that. You wouldn't see Gigi do that. No. You know, none no. of them do that. No. Uh, Alberto Puigi, he, he's not going to get down on his knees uh, on uh, on the RC. Uh, wow. Wow. So, yeah, Massimo was on his knees with the mechanic. You know, they were arguing Italian style about something. And then I saw him stick his fingers into the engine and, and fiddling <laughs> around with something. And then uh, uh, Razlan's next to me saying, you know, no fucking pictures, please. Sure, yeah. And so, you, yeah. no, no, well, you've got to respect that. No, I, I get that. But that is that is just so interesting that there, that there is no, no division between the two teams. Uh, look, Aprilia, they've got a great – they've got a great bike. They've got they two – Yeah. They've got, two, they've got some very fast boys there as well. You know, Maverick, Maverick on a good day is fucking Maverick Vinales, you know. He's, he's not he's, – he's pretty good when he's not being crazy, of course. Well, okay, this is where we get into the thing about Vinales over the weekend. So uh, on Saturday, they called a team meeting, riders, team principals, uh, race managers, everybody. Yep. This is a pretty – and uh, Massimo naturally is very, very pleased about the times that uh, Raul and uh, yep, uh, what's his name? Jesus, my memory's fading. Uh, who's the other RNF rider? Uh, Miguel. Miguel Oliveira. Yep. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say sister. Sister Ruth. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we know that story. But okay, <laughs> so Miguel, Miguel and Raul are posting really fast times, right? Yes. They've uh, uh, outstripped Maverick, and they call the riders meet. Uh, they call the team, the two teams together, and have a meeting. And then uh, Massimo says, "Oh, look, uh, you know, yes, uh, we are having a great time at, at Sepang, and uh, you know, um, we will protect uh, all the riders, and you'll all get the same gear and everything else." <laughs> and then Maverick throws a wobbly, you know, and he goes, he goes. Uh, Shouldn't you be protecting us, meaning <laughs> us factory riders? <laughs> now, the thing is, um, Razlan, love him or loathe him, uh, ego aside, uh, he has proven when he was with uh, Yamaha as a satellite, yes. he can take uh, newbie riders and get them to show results. Absolutely, he can. Yeah, absolutely, he can. He's shown that. He's shown that with. Uh, Guarferraro, he's shown that with Morbidelli, he's shown that with uh, Darren Binder. Yes. You know, so he, he does have a track record. And um, I think what Aprilia is hoping, bringing Razlan into the fold with RNF, is he's going to repeat 2019, where he had two satellite team riders at the top of the... Yeah, he's, uh, he's the Asian Akiyo. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. what he is, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't want to feed his goddamn ego, but yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, saying that, I mean, uh, uh, outspoken as he is, blunt as he is, uh, he does have a record of doing that with new riders or new to the. the well, that that would certainly upset, you know, Maverick's sort of fragile, fragile mental state <laughs> going so, going into a new season. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so Razlan and I were discussing this, and then he says. Uh, you know, I, I really hope he doesn't do a 2020 on it. <laughs> you know, just open the throttle and let the uh, yeah, let rev, the rev, vomit. yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, and I said, what, you know, Aprilia doesn't have more bikes for you? <laughs> Look, I think I think it's unlikely he will. Maverick, Maverick's mental fragility is entirely results-based. Yes, right. Indeed. If if so, he's, yeah yeah if if he's doing well and he I feel that he will do very well because you know Aprilia he likes that Aprilia I'm, he does it I'm I'm guessing that he will very quickly become the number one rider which will make the captain's head explode and <laughs> and, and the greatest bromance ever will be over very quickly probably by by round five <laughs> <laughs> well the next day Sunday yep. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Raul's there. He's he's bumming around mid pack, and then uh, you know Miguel's like fourth or fifth or something. You know he's he's comfortably in the top ten, and Maverick's languishing somewhere in fourteen or fifteen. And then right after lunch, Maverick comes out and then he goes straight up to the top. You know, yeah. So I, was, I was thinking to myself, what did Massimo do to the damn bike? <laughs> okay. So, and, uh, you know, Maverick gets up there. He he finished the weekend, uh, I think he was uh, third. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's third. Yep. Yeah. Which and, is which uh, is great. You know, it, it's a brand new bike. Mm. It's it's a good performance, okay, from what is effectively a new team. And I, I really wish the Aprilia boys uh, well, and I hope they, they continue the momentum. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. I, I just like to, to, to walk away from Aprilia for a second. Um, I don't know if you've read what what has been coming out of the two big boy camps, right? Marquez is not happy um, with – I don't know what he's not happy about. He's, he's trying to articulate that Ken Kawauchi has come over to HRC from Suzuki, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's the new gorilla in the room, the new the new head, head, head everything. And Marquez has come out and said um, that he is not understanding why the engineers are being told stuff that um, that they shouldn't be told. So he's not happy. He's saying that he's finding problems and he can't fix the problems. He doesn't know what they are. He's saying they're the same problems he's had. So... I don't know. Well, what, what are your thoughts? You said actually, what he said is, is that I'm happier about my physical condition, but don't infect engineers with ideas that I was not asking. Ah, well, Marquez declined to show his face in the media room. Oh. <laughs> oh, didn't want to take any questions. Yeah, uh, he's he is fucking pissed. Yeah, he is. Um, He's the fastest of the Japanese uh, uh, team. Well, there are only two Japanese teams this year. Yep. Uh, plus LCR is the third team. Yep. And uh, he's the fastest rider they have, and he's 10th. And he's 10th. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, I snuck out trackside, and um, I had a look at him going through turns four and five. And. Uh, uh, yes, he has his uh, physical control back. That is clear. But for some reason, uh, from what I could see standing by the track, the bike's not cooperating with him. Okay. Yeah. So typically, uh, uh, most riders, uh, riders of our our uh, uh, level, anyway. Uh, yep. You know, as as gifted amateurs. Yes. Let's <laughs> <do it. laughs> 
um, you know, like when I take four five, and and I find the flip flop very easy. Okay, you're coming in on the right, and then you take the the bank to the left, and uh, on a street bike, on a super bike, you're doing an easy one one fifty ish, one sixty, as you as you drop into turn five. Now, Mavericks, uh, sorry, uh, Marquez bike did not show that speed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when the Ducatis came past and you could see them, I mean, they were, uh, you saw you saw the post where I said, you know, Jesus, those dudes. Desmos yeah, yeah, I saw are. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. You know, I, the, those Desmos DCs had so much speed into the corners. You know, it was mind-blowing, to, you know, almost mind-blowing. Well, and the Honda didn't have that. Well, even his teammate, me, mm. is... is- yeah. Is at sea with this, um, you know. He he yeah. he he was he did shit. <laughs> he yeah, did shit. Mir, Mir was struggling. That that was clear. And, uh, and he, understandably, he was, yeah. I, I expected Mir to struggle because yeah. I don't think he's the, the great white hope everyone else thinks he, he did. Not think he lucked onto that championship that he got you know two years ago. But no, look, he's still a great rider. But he can't wrap his head around that Honda. No one can. And that is correct. And Honda has not actually done anything except bring Ken from Suzuki in to, to basically start all over again. Even even Pooj, Alberto Poo said we have a lot a lot of work to do. Uh, uh, right now, I think the easiest thing they can do is take the RCV behind the paddle and shoot it. <laughs> No, I mean quite seriously. Okay, um, okay. We we know MotoGP is driven by ego. Yes, all of them. the riders, the team principals, everybody. You know, everybody's got a fucking ego in the space. Yeah. And this year, typically at winter tests, you can see who the favorite teams are by their paddock position, which pit they get. Ah, uh, yes, yes. HRC had the absolute last fucking pit, furthest away from. Are you? The are you fur, really? Fur, yeah, right at the back. They're usually they're usually the first pit. They're usually uh, the first HRC, pit. HRC, the last couple of years, they've sort of been in the middle. Jesus. You know? Yeah. Wow. So this year at Sepang, they were right at the back. <laughs> it's okay. it's not a happy place, is it? HRC at the moment. No, not at all. Uh, uh, the I mean, I I, I watched the uh, mechanics walk out of the pit, and no one was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I I shouldn't laugh, but it, it's it's kind of, it, it's amazing how the empire, the the power that was HRC, has just yeah. crumbled evaporated. and evaporated, and so quickly. You know, they 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 did put all their eggs in one basket. The Marquez basket, mm-hmm. and when when Mark hurt himself and then struggled to to come back, and and you say that I mean I believe you, I think that I agree with you that he's physically probably back to where he was. But I was talking to to Rod before, and I was saying it's he can't unknow that he is still one sharp bang to the head away from diplopia again. Yeah, right. His arm, his shoulder, and his arm might be almost as good as they ever were, but. Again, he's older. There, yes. he's older. The bike is not working. He's at the end of his contract this year, and there's every chance that he may decide to go elsewhere and take all that wonderful Repsol money with him. Mm, 
my feeling on that is Repsol doesn't want to lose him. I mean, uh, uh, for Spain, he's the face of Repsol. Absolutely. Uh, but then he's also not Rossi, is he? No, he's not. He's no, he's not. That's it. He's not Rossi, and he'll yeah. never be Rossi. There won't. That's Elvis. Elvis has left the building. <laughs> you and yeah. I know that. Um, yeah. So. Exactly. Could he take that Repsol money to another mark? Um, that is a question for Carmelo. Because <laughs> Carmelo, uh, okay, ba- based on, on my uh, conversations with Razlan, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that a little later, mm-hmm. but uh, he, he's, Carmelo basically orchestrates Everything behind. Of course he does. Of course he does. His excellency is 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 everywhere. He's omnipotent. Oh, he oh, very omnipotent. Yes, and uh, basically he he gets to say uh, who comes into MotoGP and who does not, and this includes sponsors. Yep. Okay. So with HRC, they're now down to four bikes and. Only one rider who's really showing any sort of performance. He got that tenth position at test simply because he's a goddamn alien. Yes. Yeah, you know. And yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. I was I was just standing there in the media room thinking, what would happen if Gigi let him ride a Desposito DC? Yeah. To, to look to my mind, true yeah. greatness is is achieved on not just one brand. Go and ride another bike and yeah. see if you can bring it. You know, Rossi did it. Um, Rossi did it and didn't do very well. No, but he he did win on the Yamaha. He went from uh-huh. you know, he went from yeah. Honda to Yamaha on the Yamaha that couldn't win and won on it. Yeah. Look, I, I take nothing away from Mark. I think he's he's one of the greatest riders of all time. It is. But yeah. I, I was saying to Rod earlier that this silly season that's coming up this year is going to be the silliest silly season of all time. Right, there's there's a lot of weird shit going on, especially when we add into the mix the sprint races. Oh yes, that's that's completely changed the entire fabric of MotoGP. Yeah, MotoGP. Sorry, fucking MotoGP. MotoGP. The whole fabric has changed. It's yep. now a whole new thing that everyone has to come to terms with. Uh, yes. So you're going to have what forty four races across the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in, in total, across the season. Yep. And uh, I know a couple of the riders, uh, especially the, the top-rung riders, you know, uh, they're not too happy about it. Sure. Because every time they go out, they risk their lives. Yes. The second-tier riders, uh, privateer teams and so on, and those guys who are round about mid-pack, they, they love it because they want to – it gives them a chance to add more track time, they get more riding time, and it gives them a chance to prove themselves. And it gives them a chance at points. Yes, right? exactly. They, they yeah. play the spoilers. Yeah. There are riders, as you as you all know, because you, you, you're a fanatic like me, you watch all the practices, all the qualifyings, etc. You know there are some riders that this format will suit greatly. Oh, yes. Right? So um, we, ha- we have the Jack Millers, we have the Mark Marquezes, we have you know, Luca Marini. He- yeah. He's going to be masturbating between now and the season. He can't wait till this starts, right? Um, yeah. Bezecchi, um, yeah. the Beast. Oh, yes, exactly Bezecchi, yes. Yeah, Bezecchi. Bezecchi's going to love it. Digi Antonio, 
This is his mm. chance to shine. You know, the VR46 boys are going to try very hard in the sprint races. Um, yes, uh, during uh, uh, Bezeki's uh, interview on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, he his writing style's sort of a very flowy, you know, uh, uh, this thing, and and a short race uh, with his style will allow him to post some very quick times. Sure, okay. but not not on every racetrack on the racetracks that suit, of course. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, uh, uh, you've got you've got a guy who's um, excuse me, I've got a small fire going on. <laughs> MK set fire to himself. <laughs> Look, you, well, what- brother, you're killing me there. You see, I gave up cigarettes seven days ago. Right, <laughs> seven days, seven ago. days ago. I'm fucking okay. salty as fuck. All right, <laughs> I'm feral with nicotine withdrawal. Right. So oh, I'm liable to say and do all sorts of bizarre shit. So watching you sit there and fucking, you're going to fucking light another one, aren't you? You fucking magnificent bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, look, I, I was also, apart from Marquez losing his shit a little bit, the other one who's not happy is Fabio, Quattro, uh, Fabio Quattararo is unhappy. He categorized his weekend as a disaster. Um, yes, um, the disasters, uh, speak specifically referred to the tires. Yes. Yeah. He, I mean, he got the top speed there. Yes. So the donkey penis that was replaced, that they put into that fucking engine at the last <laughs> test has been replaced by a proper camshaft. So he's got his top speed, but he's, that's not gelling with the tire. They like, they like the old tires, right? Yes. Worn tires, but when you put new tires on, it turns to shit. Yeah. What's going and, on there? Do you know? Uh, I tried to get close to the Michelin PR guy, and he turned around and walked away. <laughs> you know, because because I asked the difficult questions. Now, um, watching uh, uh, FNF, Fabio and Frankie yep. ride the uh, M1. Uh, the bike's got the straight line speed. Uh, yep. Watching them go down the straights, yes, no, no issues. The engine's there. Um, the bike doesn't want to turn. So I don't know if it's a hundred percent tires, or is it a mixture of tires and aerodynamics, or they still haven't sorted out the aerodynamics package up. How? How? What are your thoughts about just? At this, we're at the pointy end. I mean, they've still got some work to do. We're, we're coming to the start of the season. How crucial is this? I mean, you know, are they going to bitch about tyres all fucking year or is it just a matter of tweaking some electronics and, and fiddling with suspension until it all, until it all gels? Because the, speed uh, the speed's now there. Yes. all of Actually, the, the whole field, uh, the top 20 riders were all below 159. So everybody's bike is within about a second of each other. Yeah, well, I see the top 14 are separated by less than one second. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of speed, all of them have it. In terms of uh, rider fitness, I think the entire field is, you know, well, they don't smoke as many cigarettes as I do. No, but interestingly, that's what Zarko said. Zarko said he was fucking horrified by how fast everyone was. <laughs> Instead of, you know, taking drugs and partying for fucking two months, they've all been training, right? Yeah. And they've turned up at Sepang fizzing, yeah. fizzing and ready to go. Um, I saw Miguel Oliveira walk out of the RNF pit wearing a towel. 
because he was going to take a quick shower yet before he got on his flight. And that boy was ripped. Yeah, yeah. If, if I was gay, I'd want him to have my babies. <laughs> but, you know, that, that boy was ripped. You could see it. He, he was, he had it all, you know. Yeah. And I wanted to take a photo, some video, and I thought I'd better not in case Ruslan cuts off my access to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, speaking to the writers or some of the writers, uh, all of them, uh, to a man, believe that they are the 2023 world champion. Yeah, you said that. And I, I think they have to believe that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mentally, mentally, they're all raring to go. Okay, they, they've got their heads in the right place. Uh, they've done the training. The only thing they can that can let them down now would be the bike yep. or the team. Yep. You know, uh, and it's it's going to come down to a matter of who's got the right engine package, aero package, suspension package. Because looking at the team's work at Sepang, uh, the teams have been practicing as well. Okay, bike switches, uh, watching uh, the Pramac team uh, do tire swaps in the pit. Uh, I watched uh, HRC do their uh, suspensions. I, I watched the uh, Olin's guy uh, do the suspension settings on Mark's bike. You know, what are your what what are your what are your gut feels about who who is? I mean, they're already obviously they all like as you said they all think they're going to be world champions. But who do you think is is more seriously you know positioned to have a crack at this? Is it, too, it's, is it too early to say, or are you getting a vibe? Um, I'm going to put you on the spot there. Okay. Uh, put me on the spot. Um, the biggest challenge this year will come from the Beast. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think the Beast, and I think, I also think Maverick Vinales is going to step up to the plate. Um, unless he throws a wobbly and, you know, he, he throws his toys into Sure. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, that's what makes Maverick so magnificent. But honestly, if he comes out hard in the first two or three races and he gets a couple mm-hmm. of podiums, then, then his head's in the right fucking place. You know, we're sailing. You yes. know, Jorge, uh, Jorge Martin, I feel, is also... I mean, the poor bastard looks like he's starving to death. He looked positively, <laughs> he looked positively fucking bulimic. When I saw when I saw the the pictures and the footage, but you know he's quick as. Oh, he's very quick. Um, well, okay, I, I shouldn't put it this way, but uh, when he walked past me in the media room, and I was thinking, who the hell let the heroin addict in here? Yeah, he looked hollow eyed. He absolutely yeah. looked hollow eyed. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, I, I was wondering what was that? Was he was he uh, fasting himself to try and get down to? Uh, He's, he's not one of the big guys. I mean, interestingly, when we spoke to Simon Crafar mm-hmm. um, a, a few podcasts ago, he actually brought up this thing about the the, the bigger guys are starving themselves, and yep. the smaller guys are eating properly. But Jorge yep. Martin is not one of the bigger guys. No, he uh, he, he uh, is uh, one of the smaller guys. Yeah, well, Jorge Martin's my height, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a tall guy to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he, he looked positively, you know, emaciated, if I if I yeah. can say that from the he, pictures. He looked like a he looked like a Paris runway model. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and that and not in a hot way. Yeah, not not in a not in a hot way. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it is, whether he's on some sort of uh, diet regime that that uh, calls for him to increase the power to weight ratio by reducing the weight. <laughs> Uh, the bitch has got no weight to lose, you know, dude. Exactly. You dude, know, I mean, you're not Petrucci, you know, fuck. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what else can they do to lose weight? You know, start amputating limbs? Well, that, that's it, you know, that's it. And and I, I think it's probably going to come back to bite them. It's a long season. It's a long season. It's a 22 long season, races, yes. You know? It's, it's going to be a very long season. Uh, they've added, uh, what, Finland and India. Uh, no, it's India and Kazakhstan. Oh, sorry, India and Kazakhstan. Yeah, yes. fin- Finland. Uh, Finland can't happen. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's over. Back, yes. Yeah, the, the polar bears have taken over Finland, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, India's not going to be fun for many of them. No. Uh, it's got a, a very dry heat, uh, almost like what you'd find in Western Australia. Okay. Have you have, have you um, you've been to India? I take uh, several yeah. times. Yeah, but you uh, haven't been to Kazakhstan. I have. You have. <laughs> yes. Uh, but not 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 when they actually had the circuit. Uh, uh, this was for something else entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, okay, Kazakhstan sort of like uh, if you remember the old uh, Bjorno circuit in uh, when it was still Czechoslovakia. Oh, like Bruno. Uh, yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Something like that. The, okay. the, the climate would be like that. Okay. But India's going to be this. Bloody dry heat. Yeah. And that's not going to be fun for them. No, it's not. And it's, it's, well, hang on. It's, it's kind of winter up there at that time, isn't it? Uh, sort of, yes. Yeah. Uh, more autumn, but, um, it's still the hot. last time I was there at that time of year. Yeah. It's still, uh, it's still it's, fucking hot. <laughs> it's still fun. Uh, it's, it's sapping. Okay. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's sapping. Uh, whereas, Sepang's just—it's uh, uh, like a broiler oven. Yeah, I've been—I've actually been to Sepang, and it's—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's like Darwin. It's always thirty-three degrees and humid, yeah. and it, yeah, that exactly. saps it out of you absolutely. Yeah. So India's slightly worse. <laughs> did did anything you see at the tests surprise you? Did something? Was there anything there that 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 you stepped back and went, "Wow!" Apart from the aerodynamics, I mean. Did, it, did you go? Um, yes. The fact that, uh, okay, aside from the aerodynamics, uh, the aerodynamics uh, packages, mm. everyone brought a multitude of wings and spoilers and you know, whatever. Yep. Um, I also discovered that uh, they are tuning the wings for specific things. Okay. So I'm starting to wonder if they're going to have aero packages for specific tracks. And under the rules, they're allowed to do that, aren't they? Yeah, they at, at this stage. Within, yeah. yeah, at this stage, yes, uh, uh, within the parameters. Now, when I was speaking to – oh, shit, I can't remember now. I, I sat through too many press conferences. Uh, <laughs> but I, I did ask one of the riders what he thought uh, uh, of the aerodynamics package and uh, should a cap be put on it. Mm. And he says uh, – uh, he sort of hesitated, and then he said, uh, well, you know, within the rules, we are allowed to do this, and uh, we will do it, and everybody else is doing it, so we do it also. A lot of that happens in MotoGP. Everyone else, they're all doing it, so we should do it as well. Exactly. And from my, from my perspective, I think that aerodynamics is still in its infancy um, in terms of motorcycles. 
um, we we all thought when they first remember when they first put those wings on, we thought, "What the fuck is that even?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait was, wait yeah. until one of those goes through a rider's you know belly or something yeah. like that, and they'll get rid of them. Um, how effective yeah. it is? It's obviously some people rate it very highly, and some shrug their shoulders and go, oh, "It's fucking on there because everyone else is doing it." Oh well, okay. Sepak is a technical track. Yes. It's got uh, very fast bits, especially the two, the two straights, and uh, the riders were clocking like three thirty six, three thirty four. You know, they, they were all cracking or just shy of two hundred miles an hour. And yes, at those speeds, the aerodynamics will play a big part, especially when you watch the Desmo Sedishi's uh, squat in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that that was surprising. Um, again, uh, I was standing at four turns four and five. Uh, you could see the Desmos DCs go in low, and then they start coming up again. Were they all doing that? Or- uh, everybody except uh, VR forty six. Okay. So they've got they've got something they've got something, and and uh, that. The drive out of four to five, and then the bank over to the yeah. left. Uh, it was very apparent the factory team has got something the other bikes don't. Well, I, I will predict that the factory Ducati team will defend its title to the death. Uh, right? They want, want they want back to back titles, big yes. style. Right? They certainly do. Um, oh. So that's going to be really really interesting from there. I. Look, I'm a huge Fabio Quattararo fan. I want I want him to do so well. I, you know, he, his ride last year was simply inspirational. When he when he you know he rode the wheels off that thing, as everyone has said. Oh yes, he did. And um, uh, I so want him to gel. You know, he's got the top speed now. I so want him to gel with his tires and <laughs> for, for all to work because fabulous is probably not as fragile as Maverick Vinales is, but you know, he's still a young guy. And if it's not going well for him, you know, a lot of shit does get thrown around the fucking pits. Well, okay, Fa- Fabio's young. He he's not as jaded as, uh, say, Vinales or, or Banyaya. Um, but yes, Banyaya will definitely want to keep that number one player. Uh, I have a feeling Gigi might put him in cement overshoes if he doesn't win. Yeah. This- Gigi has come out and said that well, not Gigi. Um, what's his name? Domenicali has said oh, yeah. they need Pecco needs to understand that sometimes he won't win, <laughs> <laughs> which well, means yeah. which means that the beast. And I I'm becoming a huge fan of the beast. I think he's fantastic. I love the way he rides. I love the way he races. I love the way he pushes like a thousand bastards when he says that. Yes, he does. Um, on the last day, uh, just after the afternoon break, and uh, it was threatening to rain. And, you know, Banyaya and uh, the Beast, Bastianini, yep. both of them come out, and then they just go, bam! So they pushed, they pushed all the Ducati satellite team riders out of the way. Because on Saturday and most of Sunday, we had all the Ducati satellite team riders at the top of the timings. Yep. And then, you know, as the day is closing, they just come out and just go, you know, just screw you. Wipe, okay, this yeah, wipe the floor do. with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, Vinales comes right in the middle and says, you know, and gives them both uh, uh, 
both middle fingers and say, yeah, you think what, you know? <laughs> All right. Tell me, obviously, because because we, the, Jack Miller has a huge fan base here, and, and to my mind, this is Jack Miller's make or break year this year and next year. If Jack doesn't consistently podium and doesn't consistent or isn't pushing for a title win or to win a championship, that's a problem. How did Jack said he hit a wall, a, a theoretical wall, not an actual wall? Thank God. Um, how, what was? Did you get a chance to get near him? Did you did you, did you manage to see what's happening in the KDM pit? Because they got a very strong team in Binder and Miller. Uh, yes, I did. Um, Binder is okay. When Binder was out of tra- on out on the track, everyone was wary of him. Ah. They, they didn't want to go close to Binder. Uh, as for Jack, um, he's got. I won't say problems, but he's got a lot of adaptation to do. He's in a brand new team. He's on a brand new bike to him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So I could see him trying to sort of come to grips with the bike. Uh, You know how when uh, the riders come out of the pit and then those of them who are really comfortable with the bike, they just jump on and gone. Yeah. Miller was slightly more hesitant. Well, understandably so. Understandably so. This is, you know, and he, I'm sure Jack knows exactly what's at stake here as well. Exactly. He, you know, he he gets on well with with Brad. They're they're, they're friendly with each other. That there's probably a good vibe in the pit. KDM love the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, he, he, he does. I mean, Miller's a good visual for them. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. He he's got very much that uh, uh, Jack the lad. You know, let's yeah. have a good time. You know. Let's uh, drink some Red Bull with uh, vodka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got yeah. party right Yeah, I mean, I, I bumped into Jack after Philip Island. I, I caught him at, at the nightclub down in Cowes. And he said to me, I mean, we'd all had a few drinks by this stage, and Jack was lamenting the fact that Alex Marquez took him out for the second time while he was, yeah. you know. And, yeah. you know, he said, Bori, he said, at the end of the day, I'm just a fucking filthy motorcycle racer. You know, and he's yes. genuinely that. He just yes. wants to race fucking motorcycles. Yeah, um, they all do, but Jack just seems so genuine in that in that drive. You know, you know what Jack reminds me of? Quite seriously, he reminds me of a young Rossi when yeah, yeah. was still fun for Rossi and not yeah. business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Before he got tied up with AGV, Dainese, you know. Yeah, and became a megastar. Yeah. Correct. While, while, so, while it wasn't serious. Yes. So Jack Jack puts me very much in mind of a young Rossi. He's there. He, you know, I want to have fun and perhaps win a championship doing so. Now, whether he's championship material or not, it's yeah. a hard thing to say. It is a hard thing to say, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll sit on the fence and go, you know, the Australian in me wants him to win a championship. Of course, we're all parochial in that regard. But, you know, fuck, there's some fast boys out there, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all fast. They're all dedicated. They're all thirsty. All right. So, so, brother, what, can, what else can you tell me that no one else knows that you felt or saw or experienced during the test? Um okay, this this thought crossed my mind this morning when I was having my shower. <laughs> uh 
are we seeing the sunset of the Japanese Empire? Yeah, that, that, that's been articulated, yes. Uh, because, again, uh, I walked past the Yamaha pit and things were not good. Uh, none of the Japanese factories are spending real money in MotoGP. They're, they're pushing the money elsewhere and not into motorsports. Um, true. That, that is true. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, okay, Kawasaki is still throwing money at WSBK, but only because they were seven times world champion. Yeah. Uh, and they're hoping Rare will make it eight for them, uh, which I don't see it happening because... No, but top- you, look, what you're yeah. saying is absolute, and we've seen it everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Across the world, there's a genuine and an and, 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 and and obvious decline in sports bike take-up. Yes. I would call it an antipathy. Yes, and you're absolutely correct. It is an antipathy towards sports bikes. Whether this is an indication of a a, a younger, more risk-averse society, whether it is a, whether it is the you know hideous policing that that many of us are copying, that that whole um, race on Sunday, sell on Monday paradigm doesn't seem to exist, and that's how what the Japanese made their bones on, you know, the fire blades, the R ones, the you know all that shit. Um, that that's not there anymore. Now we have you know adventure bikes are the new are the new black. Everyone's yeah. getting on a fucking adventure everybody's, bike. Everybody's everybody's got a bloody adventure bike. Yeah, uh, and and this will make Ducati very happy. The Desert X is a bloody good adventure. Bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Um, and you know we, we've gone away a little bit from the the gigantic land whales of the GS twelve fifty. You know, which was just well, I've too- got one sitting behind me here. Yeah, uh, exactly. And you know, <laughs> yeah, they they're, they're great. They're, they're we call them the land cruisers, the Toyota land cruisers of the motorcycle world, right? They may exactly, never see a yeah. bit of dirt, but you know, the the, the middle sized ones, the eight hundreds and, and stuff, they're they're actually great bikes. You know, Yamaha's Tenere was, yes. was the biggest selling bike in Australia there, for, I think, a, a year or two ago, because it's a fifteen thousand dollar motorcycle with no electronics on it, for, and it yeah. does everything. Yep. And you don't well, think- I'll, tell you what's, I'll tell you what's happening in Asia. Um, adventure motorsport is starting to take off in a big way. We are seeing lots of uh, uh, enduros. Yep. Jungle enduros. Uh, we've got a big one uh, here in Malaysia. Uh, Thailand's followed suit, you know, and uh, the Thai riders are super hardcore when it comes to off-road. So I don't know how, how relevant a technical motorsport like MotoGP is going to be in the coming five years. Look, I I think, Jesus, I think you're right there too. And I mean, and Asia is the emerging markets. You know, as your your middle class blossoms, you get more and more, you know, you're you're the force. You guys are the the new force, you know, Southeast Asia – China, India. China, India, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, that that particular band of, of uh, uh, the world. Yep. Uh, two-wheel transport is still essential. Yes. Okay. And motorcycles, and interestingly, and I, I think this is a valid point, interestingly, motorcyclists are not looked down upon in those countries. Like um, they, like yes they, and no. Like they yes are in the West. Ah, okay. Uh but you know that that's because too many people watch Sons of Anarchy and uh, <laughs> Orange County Choppers and you know all that nonsense. Okay, for that, sure. for that I blame I blame the bloody American media or, or the American but, Hollywood TV. Sure, shit. 
Sure. For ruining motorcycling for everybody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, okay. Here's something else uh, uh, I got. Um, Aprilia will be forwarding, oh, they will be fielding a Moto2 team. Oh, really? Very, really. Wow. Wow. Uh, when? This year? Uh, within the next, uh, between, okay, what I was told was between 2024 to 2026, within the next two to four years. Okay. They wow. Will, they will have a Moto2 team. Uh, Ruslan's been tasked with uh, coming up with a development program for the team. So, again, uh, I think Aprilia is looking at him to repeat uh, uh, the success he had with Yamaha when he had the. Uh, That's huge news. Uh, That's huge news. Yeah, when he had uh, SRT in, you know, yeah. Moto3, Moto2, and MotoGP. So he had the whole yeah, development. Yeah. Uh, uh, career path, as, as they like to say in the corporate world. They, they had a career path for a rider to come into Moto3 and then uh, go straight up, which is what Red Bull has. Yes. So, so uh, uh, I think Aprilia is trying to follow that same model. Uh, they're going to try and uh, uh, identify younger riders uh, from Moto3, from uh, FIMCEV, from uh, Asian Road Racing, and bring them in to Moto2. Uh, naturally, uh, uh, you know, th there's been lots of sentiment about, uh, from from my position, Asian riders. Uh, and we, yeah, because, and how about we get some more of those? Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know the grid is overwhelmingly white grid, <laughs> overwhelming, and and not only white grid. I mean, it's like goddamn tapas. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it, it's tapas and pasta. Yeah, Basically, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> for which, for which I would blame uh, uh, His Excellency uh, uh, Carmelo. But uh, hey, you know he sells the media rights and uh, TV well, is what it is, and people yeah, will look, absolutely. But yeah. brother, you and I both know that you know in the the way the the way the world is structured now that sadly brown people don't count. <laughs> you know, unfortunately so. Unfortunately yes. so, and it's terrible because you're you're the fucking vast majority of the world is you guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I I'm a ringing because my parents are from fucking Europe. You know, we 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 are you know the Serbs are the black people of Europe, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of the collective West, but um, yeah, I, look, look, I, I, I would love to see more Asian riders, Southeast Asian riders. They're great. They're just, you know, they're so um, keen. They, they will have to, okay, because simply mm. because for Asians, aside from Rossi, because everybody loves. Yeah, him. sure, he's unique, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for Asians to watch, there should be a couple of Asians banging there. I mean, you know, yep. we, we saw Hafiz. You know, he they love yeah. him in Thailand. He's they do. He, he's like they a do. god. You know, uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Hafiz is one of the few riders who uh, who has actually gotten yeah. within spitting distance of. Yeah, him. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I will reserve my thoughts about his current performance with me, Honda. <laughs> uh, but I can also tell you, me Honda will be having a super sports team. Terrific! Wow. Yeah, so 
So you um, really, you really did walk around and work that track or work the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I will. I will also be following uh, uh, the Asian Road Racing Championship closely yep. because you've got you've got some Aussie boys there yes. racing as well. Yeah. Uh, so for this year, uh, uh, an invitation has been extended to me to follow the ARRC rather more closely than I have before. Right. Um, well, now, bro- brother, thank you. Listen, okay. thank oh. you so so much. Um, okay. It, it's been an absolute. Honor and a pleasure to have you. Honestly, who else could we could we speak to except you about Sepang? You are the man, the man at the track with the finger on the on the on everyone's fucking pulse. <laughs> you've looked up, you've looked up all the skirts. You've, you've you've stuck your head into every pit garage, and you, you've you've shared some wonderful, wonderful insights with us. Um, can can we possibly impose upon you to come back during the season and chat some more about? Of course, uh, uh, certainly. I mean, uh, uh, okay. As far as as Aprilia and RNF are concerned, uh, Razlan's effectively said, "Yeah, you know, if you you need things about the team and and developments and so on, so it's a case of yeah, I, I scratch my back, you scratch mine." You know, Fantastic. So. But um, Aprilia would be a team to watch this year. I think. Yeah, I agree F- with you. I agree uh, with you. Maybe not championship, but definitely number three. Well, they came damn close last year, and like I said, if Maverick and the other like, with the satellite team, you yeah. know, the the captain's still pretty quick. You know, we laugh at yeah. him, but geez, he's you know he's not ready to lie down and give up just yet. No, he's not. No. Uh, so, uh, yes, this this year I think it's going to be an all out fight between Ducati as the big bad team, you know the yeah big, the, bad, the big gorilla in the room, the nine hundred yeah. pound gorilla in the room. And uh, Aprilia is going to be uh, David to Ducati's Goliath. I'm always been a big David fan. MK brother, thank I, you so much. My pleasure is mine, Bori. All right, we'll talk Except, soon. All right, yeah, lovely to you. see you again. Thank you so much. That was MK Ram, everyone, the Dirty Badger, who, honestly, he is the man to talk to at Sepang, about Sepang. He's as crazy about MotoGP as we are. Now, look, fuck, I've been talking for fucking ever. My head hurts. I I, I wrote a fucking poem. I wrote a poem, and I want to read the fucking poem, and then I want to go the fuck downstairs and eat pizza at fucking Pizza de Oro. That's what I'm going to fucking do. They're going to ring fucking Tugs and and, and Fredo and find out, where the fuck have you pricks been? So, Rod, I'm going to do a poem. Oh, I like that. That makes me hard. All right. So... This poem, Rod, Rod, focus, Rod, Rod. It's been a long show. It's been a long show. Rod, this poem is called No One Knows a Fucking Thing. All right, and it goes like this. Uh, I really hate this testing shit. I do not like it, not a bit. And all it does is tease the cock and makes it hard, just like a rock. And it brings out the biggest tools, the ones who sound like fucking fools, when they see omens things to come and jam a thumb into their bum. It's testing, bitches, that is all. 
No one who knows can make a call. The races all tell fucking lies. The paddock's filled with fucking spies. Sepang's a track that's tricky as. It rains, it's hot, it's like a spaz. One corner's grippy, the next is crap, and Pole is out there. He's a trap. They gave that veiny, throbbing cock a brand new HRC to rock. And Pole, he rocked it straight away and rode it into Peko's way. And Fabulous is sad with shock, his yammies full of donkey cock. It should have camshafts made of steel, instead its engines filled with eel. And Mark Marquez has got the shits and Pooge is hardly thrilled to bits. They're chucking all the Hondas out and Ken Kowalchi's full of doubt and full of pies and full of ham. He was Suzuki's main tech man and now he's gone to HRC and no one seems to be happy. The savage beatings now commence, the angry yelling making sense. Where there is no sense to be found and up their bums the sand will pound. The first race this year is real soon. It's not Qatar under the moon. They're off to Portugal, you know. To Portimao is where they'll go. The grid girls are all prepped and greased. Their chumlers waiting to be pleased. <laughs> my couch is sporting extra towels to catch the dripping from my bowels. The longest season now awaits. The racers all will tempt their fates. An extra sprint race every round. And maybe see a new champ crowned. There's India. And Kazakhstan, two new tracks and more, two new more tracks and more new fans, and no one knows what that will bring, and no one knows whose dick will sting, and no one knows whose balls will fail, and no one knows who'll tuck his tail. But what we know for fucking sure is it will leave us wanting more. That's it. Very good. Boris, thank you. And I think I speak for all of us listeners, including when I say, let's hope Tugs and Fredo are back next Fuck week. Fuck yeah, I can't do this. It's <laughs> we not can't a one-man show. It is so not a one-man show. I do apologise to all the listeners for the absence of those two. I don't fucking know what happened, but I'm going to fucking find out. Thank you all for your forbearance and your patience, and I hope I didn't bore you all to fucking death. See you all next time.